We'll see what happens there. Uh, and you're going to want to be here for that. If you have a Bible tonight, and I hope that you did bring your Bible to Bible study. It's in the name. I, I hope you did. Uh, I, I want you to go to the book of Matthew with me. And I'm going to read from uh, Matthew chapter 10. And then I'm going to read a, a verse of scripture from Matthew 24. And I want to take a look at a basic concept of our faith tonight. This may seem somewhat simple to many of us, but I want to remind us all of our, that our salvation greatly depends on our ability to endure. To endure. You know, the older I get, the more endurance becomes a big part of my life. Yeah, I'm learning to endure, right? Learning to endure. So I want to talk to you tonight about to them that endure. The reason that the tortoise and the hare is one of my favorite stories of all time is because it reminds me that in life, slow and steady doesn't have to be a bad thing. It doesn't have to be a bad thing, right? But the reality is that endurance is the key to winning. It's the moral of that story. The Apostle Paul would say it like this, the race is not to the swift, right? This spiritual journey that we're on is not a sprint. It's not about speed. It's a, it's a marathon. It's about endurance. And if we're honest tonight, it's not even really a race, right? We're, we're, not, we're, we're not even running. We, we actually call it a walk, right? We walk with the Lord. We walk with him. We, we talk with him. It, it's, that's the way it is. Christ invites us to walk with him. And simply put, we must learn how to endure if we hope to attain the prize. Matthew chapter 10. And before I read this passage, let me, let me just set it up for you if I could. Jesus here is speaking and instructing his disciples. The disciples had just heard him teach the Sermon on the Mount. They had witnessed a few miracles, but this personal instruction takes place relatively early on in their walk with the Lord. Jesus is just trying to prepare them for what they are going to experience. And he says in Matthew 10 and verse 16, behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in the synagogues, and ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my, for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour that ye shall speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the spirit of your father which speaketh in you. And the brother shall deliver up the brother to death, and the father the child, and the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death, and ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. Now, I'm going to stop right there. Wait, wait just a minute. If I'm a disciple about this point in Jesus' speech, I'm checking my paperwork, right? I, I'm, I'm checking the fine print here. I'm, I, I'm wondering if I'm in the wrong class, right? 
It, it, it isn't sounding so promising. Sheep among wolves and delivered to the councils and scourged in the synagogues and brought before kings and hated of all men. I don't think this is what I signed up for. But Jesus wasn't done. He said, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Jesus says, you're going to go through some things, you're going to face some trials, but if you can endure them, you shall be saved. Now fast forward with me, if you will, to Matthew 24. Fast forward to Matthew 24, and we're now at the end, if you will, of the disciples' time with Jesus. At this point, they've heard a lot of things. They've seen a lot of miracles. They're, they're, they're more convinced, they're more determined than they've ever been. It won't be long now before Jesus is delivered up to be crucified. So he pulls, all, he pulls them all together and he begins to tell them of the signs of the end. Verse number nine, they shall deliver you up to be afflicted. And they shall kill you. And you shall be hated of all nations for, nine, for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets are going to rise and they'll deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many will wax cold. But he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Now notice here, Jesus tells them many of the exact same things that he told them in Matthew 10 when they were just starting out. This time, however, there is a certain sense of urgency to Jesus' words. He uses a bit more descriptive language now. He's describing the end of days and the reason that I point this out and I point out these two passages of scripture is because I believe that they both apply to you and I today. As followers of Christ, especially for those of us that may just be starting out, we've got to understand that this decision to walk with and live for Christ is not an easy decision. It seems easy in the beginning, but you find out pretty quickly that it is not an easy road to walk. Now, it does get easier, but, but it is tough when you first get, when you first get started. It really is. There's going to be a lot of things that we need to endure. There, there's going to be a lot required of us. And, and it's especially true when you consider that we're living in the days that Jesus described in Matthew 24. For those of us that are, are living in the last days and we've been following the Lord, we especially need to understand this concept of endurance. See, as Christians, we are naturally oriented to a mentality of faith. And rightfully so. Everything that we do is by faith. We believe by faith. We are saved through faith. We're redeemed and justified by faith. We pray in faith. We receive healing through faith. Everything we do is through faith. But however great our faith, it doesn't necessarily provide us an escape from every problem or trial that we go through. I think that sometimes we tend to believe that because we serve the Lord or we put our faith in the Lord that we don't have to suffer through some things. And really nothing could be further from the truth. Believe it or not, there are those that think that we should live in a constant state of suffering. That suffering is some kind of reward, right? I've heard people say, well, if, if I'm suffering, then it must mean that I'm doing something right. You've heard people say that. 
Well, you might want to remember that Job didn't praise God for his trials, right? Because God didn't bring that stuff to him. God allowed it, but God's not the one who brought it to him. Instead, Job praised God through his trial. Didn't praise God for the trial. He praised God through the trial, and that's what we need to learn to do. Now, the other side of that coin are the folks that believe that we should never go through anything and that we should always be living in a constant state of blessing and favor. There are those that believe that, that the suffering and trials of this life are some kind of a curse. You've heard them say, well, if, if you're suffering, it must mean that you're not living right. You know, you're not doing something right. Well, I, you be careful with that too because every person of great faith in your Bible didn't obtain that faith without some kind of trial. It's the trial of our faith that makes us strong. So what does it all mean, Brother Sizemore? It means that no matter who we are, no matter what station of life we find ourselves in, we will need to understand and practice endurance. What does it mean to endure? Well, the word endure comes from the Greek word hopomino. That sounds, that's funny to say. That's fun to say. I'll say it again. Hopomino, which means to stay under, to remain, fortitude, to persevere. Now Webster's Dictionary defines endure as to stand or to bear or to, or to put up with or to tolerate or to hold out. Oftentimes as Christians, we'll, we'll have to have some fortitude in our life. We got to be willing to bear some things, to put up with some things, to tolerate and persevere. The truth is we can stay saved and walk with God all while enduring the things of life. But it takes roots to endure, right? You cannot endure the things of life and maintain your Christian walk if you do not have a root system. Jesus said in Mark chapter 4 and verse 16, and these are they likewise which are, which are strewn on stony ground who when they have heard the word immediately receive it with gladness, but they have no roots in themselves. And so they endure for a time. But afterward, when affliction and persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. In other words, Jesus says you can receive the word with gladness, but if you got no roots, then you won't be able to endure when persecution and affliction arrives. And this is exactly why some people don't make it. I want you to hear me. We see it happen all the time in church. People come, they hear the word of God, they experience Christ in a very real way. Maybe they'll commit for a little while, but after some time, you don't, you don't see them anymore. Yeah, where, where are they at? They're not, they're not around. They used to come, but they don't, they don't come anymore. Why does that happen? What happened to them? Well, it's very likely that those individuals didn't establish roots. We must establish ourselves in the word of God. And through a relationship with God, if we hope to endure. I want you to hear me. You cannot endure and you will not survive spiritually if you are not rooted in your relationship with Christ. 
What are some of the things that we can expect to endure in this life, Brother Sizemore? I'm glad you asked. There are a couple of things the Bible says we can expect to endure. Number one, we can expect to endure temptation. Everybody say temptation. Temptation. I'm not talking about the, the singing group, right? I'm not talking about sunshine on a cloudy day, right? No, I'm talking about temptation. James 1 and 12, blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive a crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Notice, if you will, that James is pronouncing a blessing on the person that endures temptation. Why would he do that? Why would he write that? Because he knew that temptation would come. It's not a matter of if you're ever going to be tempted. It's only a matter of when. What is temptation? It's an enticement to do wrong or to do evil. So I want you to hear me. Temptation is not a sin, but succumbing to that temptation, that is. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, there hath no temptation taken you. But such as is common to man, but God is faithful. Aren't you glad that God is faithful? Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Or in other words, endure it. That word bear means to endure. We can endure temptation. God has provided a way of escape. We don't have to give in. We don't have to succumb. We don't have to throw it all away. We can endure. What else might we endure, Brother Sizemore? Well, we can expect to endure the things that Paul told Timothy that he must endure. And there's a few. The first thing that Paul told Timothy he would endure was going to be hardness. Hardness. 2 Timothy 2 and 3, thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. I got to tell you, every good soldier will endure hardness. And when you endure that hardness, just know that you're in good company. Yeah? The second thing he said that he could expect to endure was sound doctrine. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 3, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Who, who's they that will not endure sound doctrine? It's them. It's the world. It's, it's those who are not rooted. It's those who are not uh, grounded in the word of God. So if the world will not endure sound doctrine, and if we're going to make it to the end, then that means we must endure sound doctrine. We got to stay under. We got to remain. We got to persevere. We got to stand up for, we got to bear, we got to hold out for sound doctrine. Many will abandon it, but Paul told Timothy to stick with it. Stick with the truth. When everybody else abandons it, that's what you got to do. You got to stick with it. That's hard to do. That's hard to do. It's not easy, but endure it. Even when it's not popular, endure it. Even when it hurts, endure it. Even when it disagrees with my flesh, endure it because I've got to endure sound doctrine. 
The next thing Paul told Timothy to endure, that he was going to have to endure, he was going to have to endure persecution and affliction. 2 Timothy 3 and 11, persecutions, afflictions, which come unto me at Antioch and, 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 and Iconium, at Lystra, at what, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. He goes on to tell him in, in 2 Timothy 4 and 5, but watch thou in all things and endure afflictions. Once again, we're instructed that persecution and affliction will come. Distress and, and, and hardship and tight places and sufferings, they will come. But of all those things that Job had to deal with, all of them, did you know that all of them are summed up as persecution and affliction? All the things that Job, that Job had to deal with, all the, all the trouble, all the heartache, it's summed up in Scripture as persecutions and afflictions. This is what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 9 and, and what Jesus was warning his disciples about in our text in Matthew 10 and Matthew 24. And since then, the church has always come up against persecution and affliction. But even though persecution and affliction have raged, the gospel has continued to march on. Mm. And the gates of hell have never prevailed against the church. Mm. It was during a great time of persecution that Paul wrote to the church of Thessalonica. He said, we glory in you, the church, for your patience and faith in all your persecution and tribulation which ye endure. Yeah, you endure. And he goes on to write to them about how the Lord is faithful and he would establish them in their time of persecution and how they should not be weary in well-doing. The writer of Hebrews, who most believed to be the Apostle Paul, admonishes us in Hebrews chapter 10 that even after we receive the light, even after we receive the light, we must endure conflict and suffering. Paul's message is very clear to young Timothy. It's clear to the early church and it's clear to you and I today. In times of hardness, we must endure. In times of unsound doctrine, we must endure. In times of persecution, we must endure. In time of affliction and suffering, if there's nothing else we can do, just endure. The third thing he told him to endure that we were going to have to endure is grief. Look at your neighbor and say grief. Grief. Peter put it like this in 1 Peter chapter 2, for this is thankworthy if a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. For what glory is it when ye be buffeted for your faults? Ye shall take it patiently. But if when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. Mm. Mm. Now, I got to tell you, grief 
in this context is not only referring to the emotion that we feel when we lose a loved one or when we, when we lose somebody. Grief in the New Testament comes from a Greek word that means heaviness, right? A state of sorrow, a state of sadness. To be falsely accused or to be chastened for doing what was right, yeah. And many times this is what we must face in life. But Peter says that if we endure grief, if we take it with patience, that it is acceptable with God. That's what God expects of us. That's what, that's what pleases the Lord, that that's acceptable. Remember that God is no stranger to grief. The prophet Isaiah, in Isaiah 53, he is despised. He is rejected of men, man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. You don't get acquainted with something unless you've, unless you've experienced it. You, 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 you don't get acquainted with somebody or, or something unless you've interacted with it. There, there's got to be an exchange with it at, at some point. Christ can identify with us because he ultimately bore our grief. Listen, we will all face hard times, times of sadness, heaviness, sorrow, and all of that. But when these things come, rest assured that your Savior has already overcome grief. He's already overcome it. And because he has, I can endure it. So you can clearly see in this life we are instructed to endure a lot of things. And not just a lot of things, I'm talking about hard things, difficult things, challenging things. So the answer becomes for you and I, if it isn't easy, and if we're going to have to endure a lot of hard and challenging things, then why do it? Why? Why would we, why would we endure? Why is it that we are instructed and expected to endure? Well, let me give you a little, an, a little simple answer that I think is, is apropos tonight, and this is just coming from me because I'm a simple guy, but I think the answer to the question is this. We must endure because Christ endures. We must endure because Christ endures. In the book of Psalms, David gives us several descriptions of the Lord's endurance. Psalm chapter 9 says the Lord endures forever. Psalm 19, the fear of the Lord endures forever. Psalm 52, his goodness endures continually. Psalm 72, the name of the Lord shall endure forever. Psalm 89, his seed shall endure forever. Psalm 100, his truth shall endure to all generations. Psalm 102, thou, O Lord, shall endure forever. Psalm 104, the glory of the Lord shall endure forever. Psalm 107, his mercy endures forever. Psalm 111, both his righteousness and his praise endures forever. Psalm 119, his judgments endure forever. Psalm 145, his dominion endures throughout all. 
And then Solomon comes along in Proverbs 27 and he says, the crown of the Lord, the crown of the Lord endures to every generation. Each one of the synoptic gospels all say that heaven and earth shall pass away, but it is the word of God that will endure forever. And in the book of John, he speaks of the meat that endureth to everlasting life. Paul tells the church at Rome in Romans chapter 9 that Christ endured which, with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction. Then he tells the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians 13 that it's his love that endureth all things. It endures. It endures. And then the writer of Hebrews comes along again in Hebrews 12. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that doth easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Oh, I love how he tells us to run the race with patience. Oh, I know you thought it came from the tortoise and the hare, but long before that was ever penned, I'm telling you, the writer of Hebrews said, run the race with patience. Looking unto Jesus. Yeah. The author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest he be wearied and faint in your mind. So the Lord endures and his word endures and his spirit endures and his name endures and his glory endures and his crown endures and his seed endures and Christ endures wrath and contradictions and, and ultimately endures the cross. And if all of that can endure, <laughs> then I think I can endure. I can make it, I can endure, I, I can keep going, I, I don't have to give up. I can put one foot in front of the other every day and I can make it, I can endure because he endures. Now if you'll notice in a lot of the passages that we covered, the word of God lays out a reward. There are rewards for those who endure. Yeah. In the text that we read in Matthew, it was Jesus his, that said, if you endure to the end, then the same shall be saved. If you can endure, there is a, you're not enduring for no reason. You're not enduring for nothing. If you can endure, there is a prize that awaits you. There is a reward at the end of the endurance. So salvation is one of the rewards for he that endures. James told us that a crown of life awaits if we endure. Yeah? But that's not all. 
Hebrews 6 and 13, for when God made promises to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, surely blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. I gotta tell you, if anybody knew what it meant to endure, old Abraham was that man. Mm. Oh, Abraham was that person. God had made a promise to him in Genesis 12. He said, I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless you. I'm going to make your name great. You're going you're gonna to be a blessing. I will bless them that bless you. I'll curse those that curse you. And in you, Abraham, all the families of the earth will be, what a promise, will be blessed. What a promise. But there's a catch, Abraham. You don't get the promise just because you showed up. Yeah. You don't get the blessing and the, and the greatness just because, no, you, you, you're going to have to stick with me here till the end. I, I'm going to give you the promise up front. I'm going to tell you about the promise up front. But you don't actually get to obtain that promise unless you endure with me till the end. You're going to have to endure some things, Abraham. There's going to be famine. There's going to be friction in your family. There's going to be lies and deceit. There's going to be frustration. There's going to be disappointment. There's going to be tears of sorrow. There's going to be pain. There's going to be hurt. And all of those things will come. But if you can hang in there, Abraham, if you can just endure all of those things with me, oh, he said, if you can just endure, and not just endure, but if you can patiently endure, Oh, then you can have the promise that I've promised unto you. Uh, is that time to wrap it up? Is that what? Like the academy, my, my speech went too long. Is that what you're Oh, Jesus, help me. I'm going to endure. I'm going to endure. Praise God. I'm going to endure. He said... <laughs> Oh, help me, Lord. He said, you got to patiently endure, Abraham. Patiently endure. This is precisely what the writer of Hebrews referred to. Abraham endured. He went through all of that stuff and he kept the faith. And because he did, he obtained the promise. Ladies and gentlemen, let me help you tonight. In case you didn't know or maybe you had forgotten, we have been given that same promise. We are the seed of Abraham. We are grafted into the vine because, because we've been born again of water and spirit, we have become partakers of that same promise. We can have what the word of God says we can have. It's ours. But I want you to hear me. We don't get it just because we check the boxes. Yeah. We don't get it just because we showed up 
on Sunday and a Wednesday and we don't get it just because we went to church for a little while and we did this and we didn't know. We, we don't get the blessing and the multiplication just because we confessed our sin. We, we, we don't get the promise just, be, just because we did the right thing or, or went to the right place or connected with the right person. No, like Abraham, we obtain the promises of God when we patiently endure. When we patiently endure. Mm. Patiently endure. I tell you, the Greeks, and I'm, I'm wrapping up. I'm not, I'm not long-winded. They've already played the music once. All right. <laughs> the Greeks, when they begin to hold the Olympics in the early years of the Olympic Games, I'm an Olympic guy. I, I love watching the Olympics. I love watching the, the countries compete. And, you know, when I was a kid, I, 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 me and my brother loved it so much that, you know, we were standing on the couch, like, rooting for America to beat the Russians. That's all we cared about, you know. And, uh, and then finally I got a little older and I was like, oh, that probably wasn't a good idea. We probably, you know, we probably can do better than that. So, but I, I love it. But, but when the Greeks, when they began the Olympic Games, they had a race at the initial Olympic Games that was a unique race. They would take all the contestants of the race and they would hand them a torch. They would light that torch at the starting line and they would ask these runners to run a course. It wasn't a flat course. It wasn't a straight course. It wasn't an easy course. It was a course that involved a long span with many hills and many valleys, many obstacles in between the starting line and the finish line. They would light that torch and they would ask the runners to run the race. But the winner of the race was not the person who crossed the finish line first. The winner of the race was the individual who crossed the line with their torch still lit. It didn't matter if you came in first or you crawled over the finish line last. As long as your torch was still lit, you would win the prize. You would win the medal. You would, you would obtain the reward. And all you had to do was keep your torch lit. I'm going to tell you tonight, my desire is not to cross the pearly gates first. My desire is not, get to, not, to, get to, not to be one of the top ten that make it to heaven. My, my goal is not to stand on heaven's metal, metal podium. No, my goal is to make it with my torch still lit, with my lamp still burning. God, I didn't give up. God, I didn't throw in the towel. God, it may have gotten hard. It may have gotten difficult. Life was challenging, but I kept oil in my lamp. I, I kept my torch lit. I kept on running. I kept on walking. I kept on doing what you wanted me to do. What are you doing, Brother Sizemore? I'm enduring. <laughs> Hebrews 10 and 34, for you had compassion of me and my bonds. Paul said, and you took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourself that ye have in heaven, watch this, you have in heaven a better and an enduring 
an enduring, did you hear that? Our reward in heaven is an enduring reward. What did James call the, the, the enduring reward in James 1? He called it a crown of life. He said we would, we would be heirs of an enduring kingdom, a kingdom without end. And John called that enduring reward everlasting life or enduring life. Why did Paul choose to endure persecution? Why did Peter endure grief? Why didn't Job just curse God and die? Why did Moses choose the affliction of the people of God rather than the pleasures of sin? Why did Joseph endure prison? Why did Timothy endure hardness? Why did Jesus not call 10,000 angels down from heaven? Why did he endure the cross? And I would submit to you tonight, because to them that endure. There is an enduring promise. A promise of hope. A promise that eye has not seen and that ear has not heard, neither has it even entered into the hearts of men what has been prepared for them that love him. And if I may, endure. Endure. A promise that if they would endure, then there was going to be an enduring crown, an enduring kingdom, and an enduring eternal life that would await them. My prayer tonight is, Lord, help me to be willing to endure. Lord, I don't have to finish this race in any particular order. I just want to finish with my torch still lit, God, I, because I want to be a partaker of that enduring promise. Can you say amen tonight? Would you stand with me right now? Come on, lift your hands right now together. Come on, if you want to thank God for that enduring promise. Come on, why don't you thank God? Why don't you thank God for his word tonight? Because his mercy still endures. Come on, his spirit still endures. His faithfulness still endures. Oh God, you're an enduring God who has given us an enduring promise. I don't know, I don't know your story tonight. I don't know who you, I don't know where you're coming from. I don't know. There might be somebody here under the sound of my voice that you're thinking about throwing in the towel. Maybe you're thinking about laying it all down. It's just not worth it, Brother Sizemore. I, I, I've done what I thought was the right things. I've, I've been a good person. I've, I've tried my hardest. I, I've tried to endure, but, but it's just not. No, I'm here to tell you it is worth it. It's worth it all. It's going to be worth every mile. It's going to be worth every heartache. It's going to be worth every trial. It's going to be worth every hardship that I go through. Because when I get to heaven, Brother Duvall, and I look into the face of the one who made it all possible, <laughs> I'm going to be glad I endured. I'm going to be so glad that I didn't quit. I'm going to be so glad that I didn't, I, I, I may have to go through it down here. Weeping may endure 
for the night. Oh, but there's joy that's coming in the morning. We're getting ready to sing a song. And as we do, I wonder if you're here tonight and you want to come to this halter. Maybe you're here and you say, Brother Sizemore, I just need a reason to keep going tomorrow. I need a reason to put one foot in front of the other. I, I, I'm, I'm, losing, I'm losing my energy. I'm losing my faith. I, I need to be renewed. If that's you today, I want to invite you to come. Maybe you're here and you say, I, I, I've lost sight of the promise. I, I've lost sight of that enduring thing that God has given me today. It's for you. It's still there. God's got your name on it. God wants to give it to you. Come on. Who will endure tonight? Who will endure as we sing? Who will endure to the end? God, I'm going to endure. God, I want to finish the race with my torch lit. God, I don't want the fire to go out. I, I don't want to lose, God, what you've given me. But God, I want to endure. I want to, I want to endure. I want to obtain the promise. God, because you endure, I know I can endure. you need to endure. God, give me the strength. God, give me your enduring spirit. Oh, God, I'm going to make it no matter what.
clap your hands to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray that you would be with us as we leave this house tonight. God, that your word, God, that has come forth would find a place in my heart. God, that it would find good soil, that it would find root in me. God, I pray, Lord, that you would keep us, God, this week, that you would let us endure the trials and the hardships of life. God, for that enduring promise that awaits. God, bless us all, I pray. Bring us back at the next appointed time with joy in our heart and a song on our lips. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you tonight. Shake hands, love on somebody. Join us Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Going to have a great time in the Holy Ghost. God bless you in Jesus' name.